0: Prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sounds and scrutiny of. After Shots Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartman. It is the aftershocks podcast back for another edition and on with us right now is a, uh, a legend, I guess of hardcore. He is, <laughs> he doesn't think so, but he's certainly been in two of my favorite bands in, in hardcore history being the spud monsters and biohazard. Um, he's now got a new band called the take it has a self-titled release that is awesome that everybody should be checking out. So let's check in with uh, guitar, Scott Roberts, Scott, how are you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Dude, I, I I have to admit, I was more than thrilled when I got um when I got the text from you to about doing this because as a as an old school Clevelander and an old school Spuds head, you know, it's always cool to find out that you guys are not only still doing it, but just you know, still around and still active.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I guess it's just in my blood, I can't help it. <laughs> I tried to get out of it many times, but
0: <laughs> no question. All right? Well, well, dude, let's talk about the take, man. I mean, from the way I understood it, you you were you were getting out of biohazard, and you were kind of it, it sounded from the press anyway like you were maybe a little bit burned out. You know, you were burned out with the, maybe, I don't know if it was with Biohazard themselves or with the scene in general or whatnot. So maybe, maybe let's start there and talk about what led you out of that. And if you were indeed burned out, what made you decide to launch, you know, a a new band, a new project?
1: I wasn't burned out at that time. I just uh, wasn't happy with Biohazard at that time. You know what I mean? Like, there's one guy that I wasn't getting along with. Very well, and like it made touring not fun anymore for me, right? So okay, uh, and then like my my reason to stick around was to make a new record that was great and I'd be proud of and all that stuff. And then it became kind of clear that that wasn't going to happen. So I was like, well, what am I doing it for? You know, so right. So I quit, and uh, then you know. Not long after I quit, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was kind of thinking, you know, I might not ever do anything again. I don't know. All right.
0: But
1: not long after I quit, I get a call from Will Shepler, who's the drummer in the take, who used to be in Madball and Ignacy Front. And uh, he says he was talking to Craig Satari from Sick of It All and Ignacy Front also. They, they were in Ignacy Front together. but. They were talking, they like lived close to each other and they got together a couple of times and they were talking about starting a new project, uh, like a hardcore power trio. Okay. So he asked me if I wanted to play guitar and I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to play guitar. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And now that I think about it, like Danny, Danny Schuler, and I were talking about like doing the songs, taking the songs that him and I had wrote for Biohazard and like getting a couple other guys and just calling it something else. And- okay going on doing that. But then when I started talking to um, Craig and uh, Will, I started getting really excited about it, you know, like like some, a new fresh start, you know what I mean? Sure. And then uh, I started writing like real fast, old school, hardcore things. That's what was going on in my head, you know? And then I asked Craig, you know, what style of music do you want to do? And he says, whatever we feel, right?
0: Sure. I was like,
1: "Wow, why didn't I ever think of that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It's so simple. Just don't." I always had like a picture in my head of what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Sure. Something like mad or whatever. But this, I was like, "Yeah, just whatever." And then I started writing stuff that was more like boy and punk and mixing things together. It just kind of came out. You know? So. Sure.
0: And, and that's what's one of the really nice things about um, the the album is, or the the release. I guess there are no albums anymore, but you know, it, it's one it's of the. Album. What's that? It's an
1: album? There's different versions of the picture, picture disc, and uh, a okay. bunch of colored vinyls. Yeah,
0: very cool. Well, dude, with it, there, the thing that stands out the most is there's a lot of different diversity in it, which sounds like that's exactly what you were going for. I mean, there's. There's definitely some there's not a lot of the super hard metal more modern sound. I think you guys kind of fused the classic hardcore sound with like you said, a, you know, more even like late 70s punk type of a thing or the oi sound and and that's refreshing because it just seems like today so many of the hardcore bands, the newer bands, they're all stuck in this hardcore metal framework where you know, where they're trying to get popular instead of just playing to the the original style of the music.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess there's, you have to have both, right? Because if you just played, everybody just played Black Flag over and over and over, it, it would have been done by now, right? Right. <laughs> so you have to keep moving. But, you know, I'm not really that much of a metal guy anymore. You know, when I was younger, I was into it, but I don't really listen to metal too much anymore. You know, if I do, it's like Slayer or Metallica or something. But, right. Uh, I'm more into punk rock and stuff. And really, I listen to, most of the time, I listen to old 60s ska rock, rock steady and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I don't think I was really thinking that much about it. I, it just kind of happened naturally, you know what I mean? Sure. And then I, I was kind of, some of the stuff, when I first writing it, I'm like, I never wrote anything like this before. I was a little nervous about showing it to these guys and they were like, oh yeah, it's really good. So I'm like, all i right, going to roll with
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Is, is, is it, is it difficult to start over when you've been doing it for as long as, as you have, you know, and obviously you're, you have a reputation and, and Will and Craig had a reputation, you know, with, as being members of arguably two, two or three of the biggest, hardcore bands in history you know was it hard to take that and start over or did it just did you not even look at the history and just do what you wanted to do and let the fans figure it out
1: yeah that's pretty much it i mean i I wasn't trying to you know do it to try to be a big band or anything like that i was just doing it for the fun of it you know what i mean and same with will and just so it doesn't confuse anybody craig isn't actually in the band. He he was supposed to be the original bass player, but it never happened because right. I think that time he was on tour for the thirtieth anniversary of Sick of it All or something like that. But he was on tour constantly. And eventually he was like, You guys gotta get somebody else. I'm just holding you back. So we got my friend Carlos okay. to play bass. But uh yeah, I mean, I was I wasn't really expecting much, you know. I was kinda just thinking, What whatever, just play around. New York and right. you know, whatever. But then after we got closer and closer to record being done, I was like, wow, this has turned out a lot better than I thought it would be, so.
0: Sure.
1: You know,
0: it, was, um, it got
1: more kind of serious that way. Right.
0: But I still,
1: still didn't really expect much, you know, and it is definitely hard to start over because, you know, you don't get paid anymore when you start over, you right. know what I mean? And we're old guys with you know responsibilities. <laughs> so <you> know, <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever. Exactly. How how, hard, how how has it been as far as getting getting the word out about the band to fans? Have you have have you found that people are finding it? Or do you guys gotta actually work pretty hard to get people to be aware of of the take? Or or how has that gone for you?
1: Um I think a lot of people did find us. Uh, I mean, we were just doing kind of social media. Right. We have a German label, and they did some promotion a little bit in the beginning, but not very much in the States. Right. And, uh, you know, we were hoping on just, you know, opening for other bands. Like, last November, we did a tour with Agnostic Front in, in mostly of the U.K., but in Europe.
0: Sure.
1: So, I mean, that, that to me is the best way to, to spread the word, you know?
0: Sure, and, and of course, COVID takes that completely away from you now, where you have to just kind of sit home. Is that is that frustrating for for you guys to be stuck at home and not being able to present the music in any other way, but you know, making a video here or there or doing social media?
1: Yeah, it sucks, especially because we're running out of stuff to put on social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Thing too is is Will lives in Florida. He like. Okay during the process of writing all these songs and everything he decided to move back down there so now we're totally isolated from each other like uh you know we were supposed to do some recording we haven't been able to do it one reason he got shoulder surgery in uh like february or something
0: right
1: now like able to play drums again but yet but now like COVID is big in Florida and he don't want to get on a plane, (laughs) you know? So yeah, it sucks. I mean, yeah.
0: uh, And it's not only big in Florida, but it's big in New York as well. So, you know, I I mean, it's, it's a tough, I think if either one of you were to travel, you got to, you're going to end up staying locked down No.
1: Well, New York's gotten to a low level again. It's like pretty much right at the beginning of it. So hopefully we can keep it there. Right. Yeah. But people here seem to be, you know, wearing masks and social distancing mostly. Right. Yeah. Sure. Take it seriously because uh, a lot of people think it's a hoax, you know, but I know people that died from it. So I know it's not a hoax, man. Sure. (laughs) No, I I hear you. I know a lot of people that got it. A lot of people in bands got it, like in Europe. Mm Mm-hmm. And they told me it was horrible, you know.
0: Well, and, and that's the the thing about being in a band, you know, you're, you're in such close quarters, you know, as a unit, but at the same time, you know, and especially in like a hardcore band, like the take, you know, I, I very much doubt that you guys are keeping yourselves, you know, when you're performing naturally, you're keeping yourselves away from fans and whatever, you know? I mean, part of that whole thing is the mosh pit and the interaction and the energy that, Each side feeds each other, so it's almost impossible not to interact with people when you're playing on on stage.
1: Yeah, I don't know how this is going to work again, man. Without, especially hardcore. I mean, I don't really consider us a hardcore band. We're kind of a mix of stuff. But
0: sure.
1: I mean, uh, you know, how sick of it all going to go play without a pylon? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this is going to work, or if it ever is going to be the same. Yeah. Let's say find some kind of uh, uh, cure. Like, yeah, some kind of cure.
0: Yeah, well, they never turned older or. <laughs> right. Older, so. Exactly. Yeah. Well, dude, let's dig into the record a little bit, man. I've got three de- three definitive songs on the on the release that I love. um First right. one is is "Tits on a Bull." I think that's I think that's everything that we all think today. Was that? Was that written for a specific person or was that, is that just kind of an oversight of what you see going on out there? Yeah,
1: I actually wrote about a bunch of people I work with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, yeah.
1: I think they're lazy or whatever. And a guy at work always said that, like, I ah, used tits on a bull. And so, you know, that's right. <laughs>
0: Well, I know I I listened to it and I was like, oh, yeah, I I know who this would I I know in my life who when I'm when I'm listening to it, who I'm thinking of. And I I think that a lot of people are probably going to have that same response, man.
1: (laughs) Um, Most songs I wrote about either myself or just like my friends or experiences I have, you know what I mean? Sure. Pretty much. There's one song that's kind of political. It's just about uh, like the widening of the classes. You know?
0: right sure do you do you do you try to avoid that just because it's such a you know polarizing topic so that you know you don't try not to dedicate a whole album to politics
1: i'm not really a political kind of guy honestly you know but that's something kind of pisses me off that rich people are getting richer and we're getting fucking poor you know
0: yeah i hear you there man <laughs> no question man um the other the other one that that i think for guitar reasons i i probably like the best it's probably my favorite on the entire release is pray for a miracle i love that that it's got kind of that helmet sort of a a riff in the in the in the lead ups man it, it it's a it, it's maybe the most catchy song but it, it's also probably the best guitar song on the album at least to my ears
1: that's cool thanks i mean it seems like everybody has their own Favorites, you know, a lot of the metal guys or whatever, hardcore guys, even like that song, you know. But like, Oi guys, like, Skins are out tonight, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a that's cool, though, as long as people like stuff, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. What, well, what, where's your favorite lie? What I mean, of, of it, I mean, you've had time to live with it now. What, what do you like listening to and or playing the most?
1: I think probably Skins are out tonight, or uh. Maybe uh, No Tolerance. I don't know. I, I like them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're my babies.
1: <laughs> well, I, I got to say, man, like, you know, I've wrote a lot of records or whatever over the over the years, but this is the first one that I wrote all the lyrics and everything to. Sure. And uh, I used to think that wasn't possible. So, and there was times during, the writing process was like, I'm never going to be able to write a whole fucking record because the lyrics, ideas. Right. But somehow it happened and I'm like really fucking proud of myself, honestly. <laughs> 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 just that I was able to do it. You know?
0: Sure. Well, well, what changed in in your mind to, was it just you were just, you just decided to take a chance or? or? Well, I think the,
1: being a singer for biohazard really changed a lot for me. Right. You know, I never, I, I used to be pretty shy and I was, you know, never thought I could be a front man. And I still really don't like talking to the crowd and all that stuff. But, you know, after doing it for a few years, you know, it's like, yeah, I could do this, you know. Right. And so.
0: So yeah. do you still feel... I guess shy, you know, when you get on stage or are you over that now?
1: Nah, I still get nervous. Like I didn't get nervous when I was doing biohazard or like spuds all the time.
0: Right. You
1: know, just kind of gets into a routine and everything. But it's doing this because it's a three piece, like I'm kind of just out there. I feel like I'm almost by myself because I'm playing guitar and singing. It's like there's nothing to hide behind, really, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, so I get nervous, you know. I want to Want to do a good show? You know what
0: I mean, right? Absolutely, and um, you know, with with the take, is it? Uh, do you, what are you finding the um, the fans? Are fans coming in because they're hearing this music, or are they coming in because they've heard of the bands that you previously were part of?
1: Both, definitely. Because okay. there's there's definitely people that are you know there because of the take that, you know, aren't fans of biohazard, you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people tell me that, which I couldn't believe, but yeah. You know. mm-hmm. So, you know. It, it, there's it, it, but there's definitely people coming because of Spud Monsters or definitely because of Nazi front and Mad sure
0: Ball. what what is the i'm just curious if you've even asked what is the reason they didn't like biohazard because it was too metal or because it was too
1: like the hip-hop metal kind of thing or whatever you know yeah you know i'm not into a lot of biohazard either honestly i mean (laughs) i I was a big fan of the first three records but sure stuff i'm really not
0: into sure Yeah, well, it kind of lost me at Mato layout. That's that's sort of when when I dropped off a little bit with them, but me too. <laughs> yeah. it, it's interesting you too, but then you played with them after and recorded <laughs> a record after.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I spent the time I was in the band trying to get them to go back to what I thought was their best stuff when they seemed like they would just be in them and not trying to be somebody else right
0: no no doubt do you do you think that that's a band that just has kind of kind of you know run its course at this point i mean with i mean there's been different members and you know and and again i mean you were in the band so and you replaced you know a guy that was pretty well known and of course he made himself into a tv star and everything with evan Mm -hmm. but you know do you think that that band has kind of run its course to, to where now it it just doesn't, it's not what it used to be?
1: I think probably, uh, you never know. I can find somebody else that has more, I don't know, can re-energize them. I don't know. Sure. I don't see them. I mean, if, if they get back together with Evan, I don't see it like being what it was, you know, but, What do I know? (laughs) know, (laughs) Right. We were doing really good. Like, I was actually in the band longer than anybody else that wasn't the original four guys. Okay. I was in the band twice, actually. Right. I played guitar the first time. So I was in the band, like, seven years, I think. Right. But, uh, you know, the second time when I was singing, like, you know, at first, we were like, is this going to work? Because it's really hard to... Place a singer, you know, sure. And the history, how many times does that actually work Like Iron Maiden, ACDC, yeah. not
0: you know, yeah, not having- Van Halen, and that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a handful of times, right? Yeah, and you know, at first it was definitely weird, people didn't know what to expect, but in time, we were like really, you know, the shows were getting bigger again. We we're playing headline festivals again, and like it was, it was rolling, it was happening, it was working, you know, but sure. Oh, it kind of fell
0: apart. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to turn this into a biohazard thing because obviously we want to promote the take. But I'm just curious, what was it that led you to think or led the band to think that you could be the singer? I mean, you hadn't been a singer and you admitted yourself that you're kind of shy when it comes to getting up, up, you know, as the front man. What was it that led you guys? Were you just messing around in the, you know, in, in a jam room or something and, and you picked up the mic and they just heard it? And we're like, OK, that works or what?
1: I mean, they heard me sing when I would do backups, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and Danny and I were, we were in like three bands together. Okay. Danny the drummer from Biohazard. So actually the first time uh, he he talked to me about it was because Evan, would, would they were supposed to play a, a show like a New England Metal Fest or something like that. Uh And I wouldn't tell him if he would show up. So Danny calls me and says, hey, can you fill in on this? And it was like two weeks away. I'm like, no. (laughs) like, well, for one thing, I got to work. But two, it's like, I can't learn it all that fast. It's totally different, the bass parts and the guitar parts, plus the vocals. I had it all in my head for 20 years, you know what I mean? I had to, you know, learn all that stuff. But at that point, I was like, well, maybe I should start. Learning this because this might happen again. You know, he ended up playing that show, but then I don't know. A couple months later, I guess I get another call. He won't tell if it's, if he's going to play this show in England. And sure enough, he quit the band. Wow. Yeah,
0: dude, that's that's.
1: It, it, so, yeah, there was one other time too where Billy had a uh, one time he had a kid, and another time I think he had it like a family vacation. But there was like two shows where I filled in for Billy. Really, and did all Billy's vocals and play guitar.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really, really so that was, functional that was the
1: situation. Thing, you
0: know, yeah, just sounds like the whole thing was spiraling into a very dysfunctional place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they were, they were something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt, man. Well, dude, moving moving it back to the take, um, uh. The, other, the last tune I wanted to talk to you about, which is, uh, I think is everybody's anthem that is on social media today, which is de- dead to me, could be written just about social media. I know it's it's probably got a personal reason behind it, but man, that that is like what everybody thinks when they see something stupid on social media, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, I didn't think about that. I wrote that about like three people I know that, you know, are dead to me, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I took the
0: inspiration from them. No <laughs> God, man. Yeah. Well, um, well, Scott, what, what is the, um? you know, I, I know it's hard to plan for the future when basically everything's on hold right now, but what, what do you guys plan on doing next? Are you going to try and do some writing from long distance and maybe do more music or are you going to try and wait this out to promote this record or what? Uh, well, well,
1: we got we want to record an EP. I'm just okay. waiting for our drummer to be able to get up here. And we'll record it. Not sure when we're gonna put it out, but you know, got a few songs written and gotta do that. We got a song coming out on a comp that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but later in the year. Okay. That's coming out. So, you know, trying to do stuff.
0: Sure. know, uh, well-
1: uh, I don't know when to release anything because it kind of want to release stuff to promote shows, you know? Right. So I don't don't. Right. It's a strange, (laughs) this whole thing.
0: It is man. Will you, um, the one thing I do see that's going on right now is that Europe seems to be opening up a little quicker than the United States is. As far as, as I'm seeing a lot of things getting booked, Will you be comfortable to go over to Europe and play, or do you are you one that feels like you need to wait the whole thing out and wait till everybody's kind of on the same
1: page? Yeah, I'm. I, I want to wait till next year, anyways, because right. I don't think anything's really happening this year. We'll see. I mean, somebody asked me if we play a show in New Jersey that's like in a, a park, right, like, out in the open, outside, and I guess they did a show a month or two ago or something and they had a good turnout and everybody had fun. I was like, Yeah, I'll do that, whatever. Sure. All, being in like a little club, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to see what happens first before because you know, honestly it it costs a lot of money to fly to Europe and well, I don't maybe it's cheap now, but to go over there to nobody showing up because they're scared to go to a show, that's sure. not, that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah.
0: No, I get it. You know, you know, di- different world, obviously. But I own a, a pinball place in in Pittsburgh or right near Pittsburgh, and everybody's a. We're open, but everybody's afraid to come out. They're afraid to be in a room. They're afraid to be around other people. It's it's one of those scenarios that is really it's really difficult to to say. Well, if we open up or if we do something, you know, if if we play shows or whatnot, that people will come. It's just. People, people have become very scared of other people, which is, you know, sad, really.
1: What are you going to do? You know, Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> don't want to go to an arena show. You
0: know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I don't want to, you know, it's funny because I, I, as a business guy, I'm like, God damn it, where are all the people? And then as the other side of it, I'm like, yeah, you know, I get it because I'm not going anywhere either. So yeah. you know.
1: I, I'm in the same situation though, because I work in arenas. You know, oh. and I got no job basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I you, man. Well, so, dude, where, where where should people go online to uh, keep up with the take and see and listen to the music? And and I will say, you know, I've been to the website and it is it's really good for anybody that's not fully aware of the band. You can see videos, you can listen to the whole release. um cool. w- what is the website so that people know where to go?
1: TheTakeNYC.com. Very cool. And, there you can find facebook instagram whatever and there's links on there to buy the record or you know uh, you can listen to the whole record on there for sure. free Stream it there, you
0: there you go. That's all the right place. well cool man well i'll tell you what dude why don't we um why don't we wrap this up by uh playing a piece of of one of the songs what would you like us to play to wrap this one up
1: uh i guess did you did you play anything yet not yet no I guess Elitist, because that seems like the the hit, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, let's check it out right now. This is Elitist. It, it is The Take right here on Aftershocks. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast, and be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.